2: Previously, on Laduma High. So, geez, so you kind of know, you kind of have a good idea where he is. You see, it
3: needs some time to actually find where exactly he is. But yeah, uh, it's just that I'm not, uh, I'm not now doing the case. Mm. If I was still in marriage I should have caught him long time ago. Okay. To be honest with you, bro, I won't tell you lies. That case is a straightforward case. I believe that. Uh, 90 percent of the school teachers are aware of this killing. They know exactly what was going to happen. They know everything. It's just that now it's uh, it's a pity we do not have an evidence.
2: Welcome to season two of Alibi. The story we are telling this time is called Duma High. I'm Paul McNally. This is episode four of a six part podcast series. We are exploring the brutal assassination of acting principal Priscilla Mtunu and how there have been no arrests more than a year later. I was banished from Peter Maritzburg in the last episode because of concerns about my safety. I was told that there was a good chance. I was being followed. Reverend Giddy from the KwaZulu-Natal Christian Council is now helping me with my security. I regroup in Johannesburg, which I've come to know as the safe place in my life, and think about what the story needs next. And I arrive at three gaps that need to be filled. One was when Priscilla was appointed. I want more detail over that period. Were there controversies of even making her the acting principal? The next gap is I've been told Priscilla had a meeting where she appealed for help weeks before she died. Who was at that meeting and what were the warning signs, if any, of that the killing was coming? And thirdly, there's a huge gap immediately after she was killed that can be filled by talking to the man who replaced her, a man called Principal Makhaba. Why would anyone take that job? And will he talk to us? So, first, when she was appointed, second, when she asked for help, and third, when she was gone. These are the leads I want to follow in this episode as I return to Peter Maritzburg. And I start looking into her appointment, the first gap, in perhaps the safest place in the city. Peter Maritzburg Medi-Clinic. I walk the sterile white passages of the hospital looking for a man who has agreed to talk to me. I'm looking for Dlamini, who is an ex-member of the school governing body, or SGB, at Laduma High School. They had oversight on appointments, including Priscilla's what did you have an operation done? No, no, it was just coughing,
1: but it was paining on the side.
2: Pain in your chest? Ah. This is Lamini. I've caught him with his bags packed, ready to go. He was checked in last Wednesday for chest pains, but thankfully is about to be discharged. However, before he goes, he says we can talk. Did you do the mid-mile mile? Sorry? Did you do the mid-mile mile? What is that? The on your T-shirt? Oh no, it's just T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. No. The Midmar Mile, the event on his T-shirt, is an open water swimming race. He hasn't done that, but he was involved in getting Priscilla the top job of acting principal at La Duma, the one that got her killed. Was it the SGB's decision to make her the acting principal? Yes, yes. You you guys had the power yes, to look at yes, that. yeah. Did you agree with that position? Did you did you want that to
1: happen? Yeah, we were, Yeah, we were, we wanted it to to happen. You know, you know what? Because we were the people who were pu- who were up in pushing Miss uh, Mkuno's position. Mm. So that's why we were we were the first people who who should be shot after her. You reckon? Yeah. Okay. We were the people who were pushing that.
2: He was part of the team that got Priscilla the top job, and he was around for her death. And he says the teachers were scared. But so was the school governing body. Lamini, for example, was threatened with text messages after Priscilla was killed.
1: They said, I must be known that uh, I'm the one who is accountable of killing Mr Mkunu. And my wife should know that, that I have scared I am. And yeah, the other threatening was, so after they had done everything, they are coming to me. Jeez. Then I said, before they come to me, these people, they must know. Because I'm not scared of anyone here. Except maybe that person can come anyhow. I don't know, but I'm not scared. You
2: didn't phone
1: the number? No, no. no. I tried to phone it, what? but it was just switch off. We switched off. Uh, Because I wanted to see or to know who is that. Yeah. Yeah. That is when I said, okay, it's all right. The the, the, the school is not my home. I was just helping there.
2: Lamini left the school governing body shortly after that. And he reiterates again what so many have told me.
1: Mr, I can tell you the fact that this thing wasn't for the community, for the enemies maybe at home. No, it was the inside job. Okay. Yeah,
2: definitely sure. Lamini says the police have evidence of these threats in their much-talked-about docket.
1: People within the school, not outside, not even in the community, no.
2: Just in the school? In the
1: school. This thing was among the teachers. Right. Yeah.
2: The MEC for Education at the time, for KwaZulu Natal, Um Umtandeni Dunglungwana, came to Laduma and gave a statement.
1: Then he said to us, just let everything lies to the department now. We will uh, build up your school, we will put everything, high fencing, look after the security. Then just, just leave everything to us because what had happened here, that means that something's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. So you guys just look after the school and be patient.
2: They installed guards and fencing, but nothing that could have stopped another assassination, especially if it was an inside job. Here's what the MEC for Education had to say.
1: He said there will be other posts which will be advertised, so we must, we must be careful not to take anyone inside.
2: Because the assumption is that it's someone,
1: some one of the
2: teachers inside the school.
1: There was something which is happening inside, in fact.
2: Then Dlamini starts talking about the original principal, the one who left, and so created a space for Priscilla to become the acting principal in the first place. We haven't touched or talked about him before.
1: Then the principal immediately resigned.
2: When she became...
1: Yes, immediately. immediately. He, he never took leave even two weeks. Really? Then he put the resignation letter from the school and to the department. He said he's leaving now.
2: So as soon as Priscilla got the job as deputy, that principal resigned immediately, saying he was unable to work with her. Since starting this story, this is the first time I've heard someone say anything negative about Priscilla. Why did he resign like that?
1: We don't know. Okay. We don't know. Then we said, it's all right, it's up to you, but we are not pushing out anyone. We are not chasing anyone out in the school.
2: It's difficult to know if I believe Lamini. Maybe the school governing body was trying to push certain teachers out. What's clear is mostly the school governing body, at least in the beginning, was Team Priscilla. The last point Lamini brings up is how Priscilla was threatened she received obscene and violent calls and texts leading up to her death.
1: They're threatening huh? her, only the messages can witness on that, mm. or on, on her phone numbers. There are people's numbers there, mm. which is which is written in black and white. whose numbers, even the police have got everything of that. They've got all that. Everything, everything.
2: These threats were sure warning signs. And if they had been taken seriously, then Priscilla's murder perhaps could have been prevented. But there were even more warnings, and even something that could have been considered a cry for help. We get into this next.
4: Are you in search of deeper meaning in your life? Longing to manifest your true desires and unlock your full potential? Look no further than Portal Mystico podcast, your gateway to treasure trove of transformative tools, enlightening interviews, and enriching content. I'm your host, Elena Maggio, and it's my heartfelt desire to guide you on this extraordinary journey of self-discovery. And with every episode, I'm passionate about sharing and introducing you to new topics in self-development, metaphysics, astrology, the law of attraction, numerology, interviews that will eliminate your path and fuel your own personal growth. This podcast is your wellspring of inspiration dedicated to help you uncover your purpose with unwavering passion. Together, we'll dive deep into the fascinating topics and explore endless possibilities. Listen to Portal Místico on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite
5: platform.
2: I leave the Medi clinic and head into the city center. Peter Maritzburg manages a slight clump of tall buildings and a luxurious Nando's, but most of the commerce in the centre has a strip mall feel. I drive towards City Hall. I have been told that Priscilla reached out, weeks before she was killed, for help from the community, particularly the ANC ward councillor Jabo Ngubu. They had a meeting, the ward councillor and Priscilla, and I want to know what happened. Ngubu has an office in City Hall as Madam Speaker, which is where I go for our appointment. Sorry, is there someone in there? Yeah, there is someone in the Are they having a meeting? No. Oh, okay. I think I'm going to you. Okay, thanks. Okay, you can wait for it. Where should, where should I wait? Yeah, right. Just here. Okay. I wait for 30 minutes while Ngubu is in another meeting. I start to think she's not going to show. But when she arrives, she leaves her entourage outside and gives me her full attention. Hello. Hello, I'm good, how are you? Thank you so much for your time. I know you're very busy. This councillor, Ngubu has more of a connection to education than most politicians. She used to be a school schoolteacher. Um, and how was that? What was that like?
5: No, it was fine. <laughs>
2: and what made you uh, move into politics?
5: Even when I was a teacher, I was... A, a, involved in politics. Yeah. Like I was a member of, of the ANC and of the Union. So the ANC decided to deploy me to the municipality.
2: Oh, I so I see. did not
5: choose to come. The ANC chose that ANC. The
2: ANC chose like this path for you basically.
5: <laughs> <I> don't know. <laughs> No, they just thought maybe there is something I can contribute.
2: And apparently you went to Laduma High School?
5: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay.
2: So when was that?
5: No, yeah, it was in the 80s. I mean, completed my trip It's uh, 1984.
2: So Ngubu attended Laduma as a student, just like Sia and his dad, Dumisani. And what was it like then?
5: No, it was a, a, a very... Uh, a uh, strict uh, school, there was a principal uh, by the name of Mr. Mjali. He was a very strict guy. And we were very powerful in terms of the results that were produced there. And also in terms of uh, uh, sports. Uh, we used to beat everyone <laughs> in soccer.
2: So Laduma was a good school then? Yes, a very good one. A very good one. How do you feel about it now, then? What do you think of it when you look at it now? Um,
5: I feel it's not as good as it used to be uh, in terms of the results that they produce, uh, in terms of the behaviour and, obviously, what happened. uh, It was so unfortunate.
2: You're talking about the murder?
5: Yeah, even the murder itself because it, 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 I guess it, it speaks to issues happening the, the, inside the school.
2: Just to be clear, this is not the same ward councillor who is at Glebeland's. This ward councillor, Ngubu, controls the territory of Laduma High. She says the killing of Priscilla was a symptom of greater tensions that they were all made aware of before the death. It's a difficult time to be a principal.
5: A very difficult one. Yeah. To be a teacher, to be precise.
2: I asked the ward councillor about this meeting that she attended.
5: As a ward councillor, I was invited to say there is a parents' meeting. And the principal has left and there is some sort of, uh, I don't know if I can say, a crisis or the school not functioning well. Mm. Can we all come and and try to get things happening at the school. Motivate where we can motivate, advise where we can advise.
2: What was the crisis in your opinion? What did you see as the crisis? There
5: is a question of educators not working hand in
2: hand. Teachers weren't cooperating with Priscilla in any way. Do you remember her in that meeting? Do you remember how she came across at all?
5: That's the only meeting I, I saw her. In her, I saw a good teacher. Uh, I saw a teacher that was trying to make things happen, trying to to, to change things for the better at the school. And when she was speaking, I I, I saw a person that was determined, that was dedicated to do her best to make the school uh, successful.
2: Did you see people there that... We're opposing all those good things that you just said. No,
5: no, no, nobody at all. Okay. In the meeting, in that meeting, we were all in agreement to say things need to be corrected. Uh, The school needs support. Uh, Who must do what? What contribution can we all do as councillors, as the SGB?
2: Were all the teachers there? Was everyone there?
5: No, it,
2: it, it was not everyone. At this meeting, no teachers had been invited. It was the school governing body and the ward councillor. It was for people that Priscilla felt she could appeal to for help. Here's me talking to Dlamini from the school governing body, who we met earlier in this episode at the clinic. We're chatting directly about this meeting. I, I spoke to the ward councillor yeah. and, co- and Priscilla called a meeting with the War Council and members of the SGB a couple of weeks before she died. Mm -hmm. Did you go to that meeting?
1: I was in that meeting. Then she told us everything about the situation among the teachers. There was no teachers which attended that that meeting.
2: Flamini was concerned that no teachers had been invited to the meeting. He appealed to Kamalo. You remember the teacher with the tuck shop and the taxis who we spoke about in a previous episode. Lamini asked Kamalo, why aren't you coming to this meeting?
1: You are a side shop steward. You should be there. Then yeah. he, he said uh, they phoned me in the morning. As I said, they don't, want, they don't want me to come there to that meeting. Really? Then I said, What you decided? He said, No, I decided, I decided just to
2: keep quiet. So Kamala didn't come, and the division between Priscilla and the rest of the teaching staff was made deeper. Here's me talking to War Council Ngubu again. Okay, so it was just her and you, SGB. SGB. Who else? Parents. Parents. But no other teachers. Mm. Do you think that's quite telling?
5: I I thought maybe.
2: That's quite weird that the other teachers weren't there.
5: I don't know whether they were invited. I thought maybe that meeting was used as a start a Mm. beginning to say, let's talk to the parents, let's invite the counselor, and from there we'll go meet the staff, meet the children, and so on and so
2: on. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this woman who ended up being killed a few weeks later knew there was a problem in the school to the extent that she invited you, invited parents to talk about this. But then it turned out that there was, basically the teachers weren't there, and it's likely that it was the teacher that had her killed.
5: It's maybe that the killing was soon after this initial meeting. Do you think so, the meeting caused the killing? No, I don't think so. OK. I think the meeting did
2: not help. However, the ward counsellor got invited because Priscilla thought that she could
5: help. I, I got the invitation because they wanted me to all come also assist and motivate and boost the morale of the educators and the, the, the parents to to, to, to to be closer to what's happening at the school.
2: Did you succeed?
5: We did what we, we, <laughs> we were supposed to do, which we don't know whether it worked. It's it, 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 so unfortunate that soon after it, uh, this uh, tragic thing mm.
2: I guess so, it didn't work then. No.
5: Maybe, maybe we can say so. Or maybe not, because there was no space.
2: Ngobo believes that this murder was a result of a job shortage.
5: Looking at what is happening at the education sector as a whole, and also judging by the information that I say was there, you can not run that possibility out as well.
2: This idea of assassinations... And I guess and, and I, it's pretty clear that's what this was. was like an ordered hit. Mm-hmm. It's obviously a prop, well-publicized problem in KZN. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's something that's spilling over outside of ward councillors and taxi violence into all forms? Like it's something mm-hmm. that can, that's spilling into the education system as well?
5: I very much think so. Because even the, the education department is, uh, it's, uh, cannot deny that that when sometimes there is a, 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 a vacancy in the position of whether the, 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 the deputy, the principal or the H.O.D., sometimes these kinds of things happen uh, to those people who are seen to be possible candidates of such.
2: Okay, so there's quite a com- it's quite common.
5: Yes, it's something that is common.
2: She says that her ward is rural, but it also has other schools in the same area that are succeeding. And I think of how fragile the success of schools really is. Is there a problem with education in general in Maritzburg? I mean, is there, are we facing some sort of crisis, do you think, with education?
5: Not, no, no, not that I know of. Okay. There is no crisis. There can be problems
2: here and there, but crisis, no. I don't think there is. Mm, OK. Um, in terms of just getting the police to focus on this case, you're saying there's nothing we can really do to make that at a at ward level. There's nothing you can do to kind of facilitate that?
5: I, I, there's nothing that I, I, I think we can do.
2: She says that she can encourage the community policing forum to play a part, along with other security structures. And in turn... They can share the information with the police. <sighs> However, this all seems very futile
5: because it's not something like uh, like it's a, it's an open war. Right, it's something which will just hit you when you least expect it. You, you cannot say there is much we can do.
2: You don't know if if, if you try and inquire or try and push for a case, then some police officers might then notify, yeah, with criminals. And I guess, I mean, I saw that you personally have bodyguards and you have a security detail, Mm -hmm. but I assume that it's something that you personally think about quite a lot. Is that right? Yes,
5: yes, very much so.
2: If an assassination happens and anyone investigates it, then they can also be assassinated. Yes including a ward counsellor, yes. including a journalist. Yes. So what is one meant to do about that?
5: I don't know. I think it's the issue of the police officials coming up with a plan.
2: The stalemate comes up often when dealing with this case. People are afraid for their own lives when trying to initiate any type of movement. But there was one man who wasn't afraid. In fact, a man that was so curiously brave was Principal Machaba. As we heard in a previous episode, the school governing body, or SGB, stepped in and prevented anyone who worked at Laduma High from applying for Priscilla's post. And they did this because they were so convinced that Priscilla's hit had been ordered by a teacher at the school. They didn't want to encourage a world where people can kill their way to the top. So, into this turbulent job market stepped Principal Machaba. He applies for the job and gets it. A job where he had to be the boss of and manage members who may have ordered the death of his predecessor. He didn't last long at Laduma, but long enough, and he has finally agreed to talk.
3: The Car Pro Show podcast is available on iHeart, Apple, and Spotify.
0: I can't take my husband anywhere. He's constantly behaving like a five-year-old, snorting, joking, yapping with strangers. It's so embarrassing, that the one period when he's fully engrossed in anything is if he's listening to the Car Pro Show podcast. Here
4: they are now on the Car Pro Show. Mm.
0: He gets to hear Jerry and Please Kevin share really all the latest and greatest news and information today. about the CarPro Friends universe, reviews and fun. commentary on all the newer vehicle lineups from every major brand, stories and testimonials about ultimate car buying experiences through carpro.com, and certified CarPro friends at dealers nationwide. My only regret is when this two hour break from You Know Who ends. Save yourself! Grab some me time by tuning into the CarPro Show podcast on your device anytime, anywhere.
1: Listen to the CarPro Show on iHeart, Apple, and Spotify or wherever
3: you get your podcasts. Brought to you by CarPro.com, where you now have a friend in the car buying business.
5: CarPro.com!
2: I'm entering Georgetown High School in Pietermaritzburg, where I have an appointment with Principal Machaba. He's now the acting principal here. I just have an appointment with the principal at 9 o'clock. I just have an appointment with the principal at 9 o'clock. Is he here? Yes. Oh, great. Shortly after leaving Luduma, he landed the job here at Georgetown. Hi, hi. Hey, man, I forgot about you. Hey, oh, hey, no, hey. don't forget about <laughs> me. There is an apple on his desk next to his authorising stamp, and to the side of the room there's a huge thick safe with dozens of toilet rolls piled on top of it. Well, you're a busy man, I'm sure. Uh, He starts by giving me a tour of the accolades that the school has won. This covers the whole back wall of his office. I mean, you've got so many trophies up there. What are are some of those?
3: Last year, Eddie, he took us one of our best trophies.
2: So Laduma won it in 2013?
3: Oh yes, Laduma was here in 2013.
2: Okay, but but you've won it three years in a row now.
3: Yeah, so now we are here.
2: What is that for?
3: Uh, Best school, highest distinctions. So Ladouma like, was in at school. Okay. So we're not sure what happened to this school.
2: This is a quick example of Ladouma's relatively recent fall, summed up in a cheap-looking inter-school trophy. Interesting. Yeah. And there's so many here. What, what are some of these other so ones? So
3: some of them are from the cultural activities. This one from the Peace Club. And, uh, and the others are gained for the performances in the... Uh with a remitted results and this one was for me for the most distinctions in history.
2: Mchaba has taught history and knew Priscilla well when she was alive. He describes her with that word that so many have used humble. He starts describing when and how he came to get the top job at La Duma.
3: For La Duma the I think it was second term last year. That should be after the Easter holidays. Yeah, okay. So yes. not long after the killing. Yeah. Because seemingly most people were, they tried many people. to so said, who can call to that school? They said, I know it's noise. It. And then they approached me I said, no problem. <laughs> because if the war is not against me, I don't have a problem. Because I will call there and I will see the problem.
2: Okay. Yeah. You know, so many people had problems. How come you didn't?
3: maybe that's the way I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. So I like challenges. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, people said, no, um, Omem was killed uh, brutally. said, no. At the end of the day, there's a school there, there are people. Mm. So if I call there, and I will see if there is a problem.
2: But were you not worried? I think, I imagine why a lot of people didn't want to go there is they were worried for their own life. They were worried that Mm. You know, if they killed one principal, or acting principal, then if you, you came in as the principal... I was going to act there again. Okay? Act there. Yeah. Um, I imagine that they were also worried that they would get killed. Did you not think that?
3: I can go there. As I said, if there's a problem, I'll tell you. I'm going there, I'll maintain my standard.
2: Let's go back to that with your wife. What did she tell you when you, were, when you told her that you were taking...
3: This job where the former principal... No, and he said, you mean now I'm going to be a widow?
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I said, no. Makhlaba struggled at the start because his teachers wouldn't arrive for work. He says it was a trend set by the principal who was there before Priscilla was acting. And as we know from a previous episode, it is a problem that Priscilla also faced.
3: That's a small school. I think the the staff were about 15 educators. Now imagine on Monday and five educators are not at school.
2: Why were they not there?
3: I had to phone them. Mm. They were all surprised. Who's this man phoning us now? (laughs) So no, I'm here. Then, now that I'm here, where are you? They will tell their stories.
2: What? So they were just bunking?
3: Yeah, that's, the, that's what they were doing because they were used in their former principal.
2: path. says at the heart of the unrest was a culture of the teachers not working. He says when the mayor installed security at the school, straight after Priscilla's death, certain teachers didn't like it because it meant the times that they came in and went out were more strongly scrutinised. are
3: stories and learners are not being taught. And it's a department, you allow something like that. Mm. And you go to the logbook. There are stories written about certain educators within the school, but those educators are
2: not disciplined. During this time, the teacher we have called Monica was being openly accused of being the killer. She would go to meetings with the school governing body and be openly told that she wasn't welcome because she was the one who ordered Priscilla's death. The word tensions gets used a lot by people I've interviewed for this story, but this was outright war. Here is Sia, the young man who is investigating the case with his father, giving his thoughts on Machlaba's time at Laduma.
3: I'm asking myself now, I watch everything. After men passed away, they brought a new teacher, your principal, straight principal. I was going to take the school up. Mm. We are all happy about him. He left. When he left, he made some statements and said, the teachers are making me nervous.
2: Mahaba lasted four months at Laduma. He said he couldn't work with the staff he'd inherited. They wouldn't complete their marking and he couldn't motivate them to teach. And when he challenged certain teachers, the school governing body jumped to their defence and made disciplinary action impossible. Laduma, not for the first time, sounds like a perfectly closed system that doesn't take kindly to interference. Here's me talking to McClaba again. The school governing body said that they, did a lot of, they put a lot of effort into making sure that the person they appointed, i.e. you, mm-hmm. was from outside. Or oh, outside, Yes. So what did you think about that? When you, when you arrived, there must have been a lot of animosity, mm. a lot of anger towards you because they wanted that job. They wanted your job. If
3: they attack me, I will know.
2: Mahaba did clash with the school governing body while he was there, particularly Tandi, who we met in the first episode.
3: Even in the SGP, there was armoured divisions within the, the SGP.
2: Wait, sorry, say that again. So, so, you've got members of the school governing body. I spoke to Tandy on the school
3: governing body. Yeah. She seems very nice. Yeah, uh, when, when you talk to her, she seemed like that. But
2: what, is, what is your impression
3: of her? No, no she's not a good person, who, who, Tandy. Really? Mm, she's not a good person. Why not? Uh, you know, as members of the SGP, they must support Oh, the, the principal. But for them, they wanted me to report on them to them I said noise mm. you must play your role
2: so do you feel that some people in the school governing body were involved in the killing
3: yeah i'll say so you would yeah i'll say so noise yeah some
2: people knew this is a shocking accusation but i have to admit the more time i spend with makhaba i realize that he conflates involvement with murder and people that stood up against him
3: why am mentioning them in that school, there were educators who uh, the SGP wanted to protect. And those educators were pulling down the school. Mm. Whenever you want to take disciplinary
2: measures, they were against that thing. I asked McLaber about Sia, our young investigator, and if he knew him. He lives quite near the school. Mm-hmm. Do you know him? Do you remember him? Sia. His father's a police officer. Yes,
3: yeah, 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 I remember uh, what was your, apparently he was quite outspoken and quite traumatised by the, the shooting. Uh, maybe uh, I tried to be hard on the learners because I said, look, whatever happened, happened.
2: You were hard on him?
3: Yeah, I said, no,
2: even in the class. I'm disappointed, to be honest, that Makhabha took this sit-down-and-shut-up approach to kids like Sia for when they talked about the assassination.
3: When I came there, I told there were also social workers who were trying to work on these learners. I said, look, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there is life. Yeah. Yeah. Let us try not always discuss this issue.
2: Do you worry about the possibility of assassination here at this school?
3: In this school?
2: Yeah, I mean, do you worry? I mean, because I've spoken to other principals who are worried that they might be assassinated in their schools.
3: Uh, for us, no.
2: You don't think that's a danger? I,
3: no, 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 no.
2: Why yeah. not? I mean, it seems like anyone is at risk in South Africa, but especially in KZM. If you're in a position of power like you are, then you're at risk yeah. to
3: if, be assassinated. If that's uh, just a normal robber, I will say yes. But if that one is something that's eliminated within the school, hey. I said no, because of the nature of how we work in this school. Yeah. So I don't think we can have that situation. But let, us, let me put on other perspective. Now that I'm acting, mm. yeah, if then the post is advertised, that's where the problem starts again. Because there'll be people who will say no. How come? We can just take the school like that. We want them to contest. So right now I'm acting the principal of the school. So that means this post. The principal post? Yes. It's going to be advertised now. Right. Okay. Now, if I take a decision to contest, to apply, mm. see now, some of the people will be threatened. I said, no, Umar is having bigger chances because he's within the school. And
2: then what, will you be nervous when that happens?
3: Uh, yeah, I, 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 I must be nervous.
2: And was that the problem with Priscilla? It had been advertised. She was acting. Yeah. yeah. And she'd applied for the principal job. You is see. that
3: true? Yeah, you see now. So those people are having interest in the post and they'll say the best way, let us assassinate you, Priscilla.
2: It is heartbreaking for me to think that Makhlaba, when it comes to applying for his own job, to make it official, to not be acting anymore... He will be nervous about what kind of a threat he could be under. I leave Georgetown High School. One of the admin staff kindly gives me a lift into town. And then I get a call from someone in the police. It turns out the family had a private investigator. They still have a private investigator. They employed someone with their own money to look into the case, and Priscilla's sister is willing to speak about it. Hiring a private investigator, if anything, shows a complete lack of faith in the police. This is what we are going to explore in the next episode. been listening to episode four of Alibi's second series called La Duma High. We are taking six episodes to look into the brutal assassination of a high school teacher that took place in Pietermaritzburg, South Africa. This podcast has been written, edited, and produced by me, Paul McNally. Thanks to Gavin Haynes, Kyla Hermanson, Jeff Kelly Lowenstein, Tom McNally, and Stelz DeSoy for their editorial oversight. This episode was mixed by Gwynch Sarame. The music for the series was composed by John Bartman. Finally, we want to thank our publishing partner, Arena Holdings, publishers of The Sunday Times, timeslive.co.za, Business Day, Financial Mail, and The Sowetan, and their head of multimedia, Scott Peter Smith, for supporting the project and pulling all the pieces together on their platforms. on the next episode of Laduma High.
3: Prior to her killing, she had been receiving threats. Um, I think there was even a writing on the school wall where the writing was, get out or else you will die. Turns out that a couple of days later, she then gets killed. That is how strong the message was.